everyone. Welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. As per usual, I'm your host, Kirsty, and I'm joined by my gorgeous and talented co-host, Jacques. What's up? Hey, girl. Thanks for that intro. I love that. Whatever. You're welcome. You don't even know my name. (laughs) (laughs) Kirsty, Christy, whatever. It's the same thing. It is not the same thing. (laughs) Christy is like some bitch from the Babysitter's Club. No offense to any Christy listeners, but you're scum and I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay because all Christies hate Kirsties and vice versa. Well, not everyone can have a unique name like me. Yeah, well, Jacques. (laughs) I literally had to like practice your name and ask people how to say it. So at least I'm not as annoying as you. (laughs) Well, I appreciate the effort. Mm -hmm. You must really like me. Mm, So much. (laughs) (laughs) We're a little bit batshit right now, guys, because like you, we've all been locked up in ISO, rocking back and forth in a corner even though me and Jacques are kind of living our best lives over here. But, you know, there is lack of human contact, which makes anybody a little bit loopy. So, you know, give us a break if we start to lose our marbles just a touch. Um, how is everybody know, We basically else? get we, we get on. bored and just insult each other <laughs> on Facebook, pretty much. That's essentially <laughs> what we've been doing, yeah. So I didn't record an episode last week because... Jacques and I couldn't agree on a show that we both wanted to watch, like not even a little bit. Um, And he broke my spirit down. And finally I watched this, uh, what is it? I keep trying to call it love love your heart or some shit. Now we need to get it right. This is The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart, (laughs) which is The Star is Born meets The Bachelor. And the thing about it, and look, we'll get into it a little bit later because we had a lot of new shows kind of premiere in the last couple of weeks that we want to talk about. This show, I mean, they they don't even hide the fact that they have just ripped off A Star Is Born. They're like, that movie made some bank. We're going to ride them coattails. I mean, they said it three three or four times in the episode. <laughs> they introed it as going, the star is born. Then they had two people having a conversation about a star is born. Then they had one of the confessionals. Some guy goes, this is like a real life star is born. <laughs> I mean, you wish, mate. You wish. It's like the cheapest star is born version ever. But anyway, we'll get to that a little bit later. We'll kind of do a, a bit of more of a deep dive on that. But we wanted to pop into our newest housewives um real house of beverly hills and new york that we've just had premiere i am so excited to have new york back in my goddamn life you're not that into it are you no i i am um i i don't know i'm a bit over the housewives in general i've been mostly excited for potomac and beverly hills okay, but I need this a- season of I need to stop you there. Sorry. Like, what is this fucking obsession with Potomac? I have watched every season. I am so not into it. And the whole world is going, like, it's the only fran- uh, like franchise right now of Housewives that people actually care about. I'm like, why? 
Oh my god, it is so good. I freaking love Potomac. Like, just it has great drama. It's really funny. Like, really good casting. It's just sort of feels fresh and new. Oh my god, I cannot wait. And then the drama that's coming out in this coming season with Monique and Candace having some massive physical fight and like police were involved <laughs> and charges. Oh my, I'm so excited. Okay, well. I don't know. I just can't stand Candace. I live for Karen. Oh, I Uga. hate Candace. Um, I don't know. I just She's don't amazing. really like any of them that much. I like Giselle and Candace, but that's it. Everyone else, I'm like, okay, step off. I don't know. I love it. I think it's so much better than Atlanta. I feel like just take Atlanta off air and give us Potomac, please. When does it return? Um, I think a few weeks because the trailer came out like a few weeks ago, so it can't be that far off. I'm so excited, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but New York had me had me going. So let's get into a little bit of New York. We've had the first three episodes. How do you feel about this new gal, Leah? Uh, she's amazing. It's it's funny. They have definitely they have a character type that they cast when Bethany leaves because when Bethany left the first time, they cast Cindy, who most people have forgotten. She didn't I, live I, up to I the Bethany. I truly was like scrolling through my brain, like who the fuck is Cindy? <laughs> <laughs> she was a one season wonder. To be honest, she actually wasn't that bad. I feel like people think that she's worse than she was, but she was. She kind of cut through the bullshit. Like she was pretty down to earth, and that's what we're getting with Leah. Like. They, Leah has a lot of these cutaways where they go to her and she just sort of talks about how ridiculous everyone is, um, yep. which is what Bethany did. Um, but it works. She's really funny. She's younger. I usually don't like the younger housewives, honestly. Like I'm usually against Me them too. when they age the franchise down. But I think she's great. I love her. She's friends with Tinsley. Um yeah, it's almost like I watch her and Tinsley together and I'm like, oh, maybe this show does need to go younger. Like maybe we need to get rid of some of these these, you know, OGs I now. I don't know. I, don't but... know. I love watching them. Like this is – I love that this is kind of the oldest season except OC, but OC can suck a dick. Um, this is – I love – I love – I'm with you. I, I really never like the young housewives jumping on board, but – I don't know. I'm I'm feeling Leah too. Again, she's a little young, but at the same token, like we are a lot older than when we first when when we once came to these shows. So I'm like, well, Tinsley <laughs> is like in her forties. She's not, you know, a spring yeah. chicken in a like she's not twenty five. Like I mean, yeah, we're 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 all we're all aging. We're all getting up there. So. I don't know. I'm okay with her um, because she sounds like she's lived many a life for her young years. I'm just looking at a photo of Cindy right now and for the life of me, I, <laughs> I have no memory of this bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. She was on season four of New – season four is actually iconic. It's a complete hot mess. Like, it's a train wreck. Um, Yeah, look, she did get over – she got overshadowed by a lot of them, but she did have drama, but she was just kind of a casualty of – Bethany leaving and then after that season four they did this huge cull where they fired like they fired Kelly, Jill, Cindy and Alex and they just kind of revamped the show so I don't know I felt like Cindy had more in her and it was just unfortunate timing but anyway poor yeah. one out for Cindy. I can obviously live without her because I have no memory of her. <laughs> Who Did we get anyone? She ran a virginity. 
vagina rejuvenation clinic. Of if course that, she fucking Or did. she bedazzled vaginas or something anyway. <laughs> she bedazzled vaginas. <laughs> She did something like that. I swear it was like designer art or yeah, like the vagina designer when, um, or whatever. Vajazzling was was a whole craze. I think that's yeah. I think she was like I think she invented vajazzling. <laughs> like I think she was the one that like started that because she started that craze. I which is kind of iconic. Like I mean, good on her. Um, we always love a woman in business. But imagine like I always thought if you get your vag jazzled. <laughs> Like, isn't it going to grate on the other person as they grind up on you? Like, aren't, like, rhinestones going to be flying and pigging through the air and you get a rhinestone in your eye and they come out with, like, a rash on their junk? I don't think think anyone really cares for it it's one of those things maybe it sounds like fun in like theory when you're gonna go but it's just not practical it's even like lingerie you know people make that joke about you spend all this money on lingerie and it just ends up on the floor in like 10 seconds it's just like okay look we don't need to do this it's fine just i think straight keep boys it like lingerie. Lingerie. saying it lingerie why are you saying it like that lingerie <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say it like that you did <laughs> but I Blame think French. straight boys really. do like um, lingerie. I don't know. I mean, do they? I don't think they do. Look, it's been I don't a think while. they give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You gotta, you gotta think of something to spice it up once in a while. Yeah. Oh, so I just watched the most recent um, Roni episode this morning where. Queen fucking Sonia just gets pissed as a yak. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> she's at this fancy party. She's like to to Ramona. Why? Why are you being so fancy for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they go to like a, they're in a forty million dollar house in the middle of the Hamptons, and Ramona's acting all uppity and like a completely different person around these fancy people, and then. You've got Sonia, who is just, like, drunk as a skunk, just being a complete <laughs> mess. And then even Leah. Like, Leah's wearing a fucking denim jacket. And I che- know. Chewing so gum. Chewing gum. <laughs> and everyone else is, like, 70-year-old, like, Hamptons, New York, old money. Uh, Those you know, men, it was... they were so gross. Like, when, um, when Leah said this is going to be some, like, eyes wide shut, shit right here i felt <laughs> that like on that. a visceral level these guys were skeevy and creepy and you can just see them sitting around like in their smoking jackets having a cigar and i don't know masturbating in a corner or something wearing a mask i was expecting like jeffrey epstein to walk out of Literally. one of the rooms or something at any point like, that's, that's what, what it felt like. like you got that like harvey weinstein vibe it was creep. <laughs> Fantastic. And obviously Sonia couldn't handle it because she was like, look, I'm just going to get blackout drunk. So whatever happens in the next, you know, two hours, I won't recall it. <laughs> well, she was like out of control even for Sonia. Like she was screaming, um, I don't shave my pussy. <laughs> and, you know, I've got to say about Sonia, honestly, like I'm not a huge Sonia fan. I find her very contrived for the life. really think she turns it on in a way that's like – it, I always feel like I'm watching like a scripted sitcom with her, not in a good way. And when I saw the previews of this, I was like, oh, Sonia's just like going to act drunk and obnoxious for like content. But watching the episode, it was actually so fucking funny. Like <laughs> I, I just thought she was hilarious. I don't know if she was putting it on or not, but I just love that she was being a sloppy hot mess around these really rich 
uptight people. It was, it was really entertaining. It was so good. I can so see myself doing that. I'm really bad with people like Ramona that put it on in certain circumstances that it makes me really want to pull a Sonya and rebel against it in like the, the most full on way possible. So I know it was good. It was good. It was good. Um, I did. Feel- and then we had Luann in the yes. basement. Fucking Luann. I loved that montage of her just shitting on every room she's ever been offered. Because I was like, fuck me. Like, this bitch, she's, you know, on TV. She's high profile. She's got all this money from a divorce. Well, from another Jacques, right? <laughs> from one of you. Oh, no, she didn't get, she didn't, that was like a fling. She didn't get any money from him. She got money oh. from the count. Oh, okay. I thought that was the same person. <laughs> No, she's had a lot of men. I'm not surprised you can't keep track. Honestly, um, it's like a swinging door. But, uh, yeah, so, look, she was she was secluded off into the basement. I felt sorry that she had to be sober at this event. Um, look, sober in, in quote marks. Who knows what she was asking that bartender to slip in her drink when the cameras weren't looking. <laughs> I don't trust her sobriety at all, but also I don't care because I would prefer her drunk. well you know i'm like i'm actually like luann like i'm really particular like even if i go to if i if i go to visit my family if i go to visit my family i'm like giving them instructions on like you know how the room will be and like you know how am i like getting to to your place like is the aircon work like are you gonna like you know isn't make sure there's no junk in there like you know because sometimes like the spare room people I know, like, so I can, I like can relate to Luann, right? And throughout the episode, I was kind of thinking, like, yeah, you know, I would be annoyed, like, in this room. But then at the end of the episode, they all went down there, and it was actually amazing. Like, there wasn't anything to criticize. Like, it was really spacious. It had like a really comfortable couch. It had its own TV. It was like private. Um, she said it smelled like dog piss. I don't think it. I mean, maybe it would actually, because we've seen in previous seasons, Ramona's dog just goes to the toilet anywhere. So, but that is that so might, might be... rude. I mean, can you imagine ever saying that about anyone's house? And she's like, "Oh, it's covered in spiders." Like one tiny little spider drop from the ceiling that she could have just be, like blown away. She was like, <laughs> it's like oh! "I know." I couldn't tell if she was put. At first, I thought she was putting it on just to be funny for the show. I'm like, "Oh, okay." It's kind of like when they all pretend to fight for a room and I don't mm. really think they care. They just do it because it's funny. But by the end of it, I'm like, no, she actually really, She's I think she was upset. I think it was more about she felt that because it was separated, she kind of felt excluded. And then for someone like Luann, who is a narcissist and needs attention on her all the time, she probably felt like she was sort of being like pushed out of the group a little bit or I think it was yeah. more more of that than about the actual like you know comfort of the place and I think she was just nitpicking on things about the air conditioning and the spiders and stuff as a way to to express that I think so too but yeah I mean I can't stand Luann but I love her for the show yeah I lo- she's actually become She's kind of – Ramona used to be my – I mean, Bethany's my favourite ultimately, but Ramona used to be my favourite for a long time. And then the last few seasons, I've just – I'm obsessed with Luann now. I love her. Okay. I I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but (laughs) she's interesting (laughs) She's better than Sonia. No. No. Mm. Anyway. Let's get into Beverly Hills before we have a fistfight. Yep. 
All right, so Beverly Hills, we have a couple of new gals about town. Did we lose anyone? I'm confused. Yeah, well, hello, Lisa oh, Vanderpump. Yeah, this but is I just... feel like we already lost her. I've already, I've already made peace with that. I know, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've hated her for so long. I'm the biggest Lisa Vanderpump hater you'll ever meet. I've been screaming <laughs> for years, like, get rid of her. The Does show that affect will be better. your Vanderpump rules enjoyment? Actually, it doesn't because uh, – so I don't even want to get down this whole list because once you get me started on Lisa Vanderpump, I won't <laughs> shut up. But basically <laughs> my thing with Lisa, I felt like on Beverly Hills was, yeah, she was so calculated. I do think yeah. she was manipulative. And I think it was to the point where the other people on the show – they got boring because they didn't want to slip up because it's like, well, if we slip up, like Vanderpump's going to use this as a storyline and she's mm. going to like blow it up. And they were all kind of, and then there was this like fake, that fake friendship with Kyle and Lisa, which was totally just some like alliance for the show. So I felt like Lisa being in there, like her energy just ruined the whole storylines. Whereas on Vanderpump Rules, it's fun because she's like a supporting character um, and she just sort of swans in and she's an executive producer. So she doesn't really even need to worry about being on her best behavior. She can just edit something out that she doesn't like. So, yeah, I like her on Vanderpump Rules, although they're putting her in the show too much now, like this recent season. They're cramming Lisa in because she wants more airtime because she's not on Beverly Hills. And it's like, honey, like you are a supporting character. Like I know the show's named after you, but we're watching it for like the the servers. We're yeah. not watching it for you. So I don't she does not need to have as many solo scenes as she's having. But anyway, so season ten premiere of Beverly Hills. Uh <laughs> she's gone. We have two we have like one and a half new housewives. Yeah, we have Garcelle. What's the deal with Sutton? So she's the half one. Is she going to yeah. she's not full time then? No, she was originally supposed to be look, I don't know what happened. I don't know if um they just saw there wasn't enough content. She says that um, her kids weren't allowed. She couldn't film with her children, so obviously whoever the father of her kids is said that they can't be on the show, which that's happened to a lot of housewives before. Like, that's why we don't see Brandy's kids. That's why we don't see Tamara's kids yeah. um, until they turn 18. So, yeah, she said that, but she's clearly a prominent part of the season. She's a heavily featured friend. I think sort of like Camille was last season. Like Camille should have been full-time last season. It was weird that she wasn't. Um, I, so, yeah, we have Sutton. I'm obsessed with Sutton. Yeah, me too. How funny is she? insane. And she's going to throw these women through a loop because they will want to impress her because she's fucking – seems like she's just got money pouring out of her asshole. Yeah, and I found it really funny that Lisa Rinna, like Lisa Rinna kept hyping up how um, how much money Sutton has and how many connections she has. And you just know that Rinna's doing that to like get at Lisa Vanderpump as in like, Ugh. we don't need you Vanderpump. We have someone richer and like oh even God. more connected. I didn't even like, think of that. I, That's so true. She, she was totally doing it. I mean, they and they threw shade at Vanderpump, which was so fucking funny when Lisa Rinna tries on the crown and then they yes! they play yes, her tagline going, <laughs> I know, the, the crown is heavy, darling. And I then Lisa's it so like, it's not that heavy. <laughs> <laughs> that like whispered so voice in the background. Oh my God, the ghost of Lisa Vanderpump hath risen. <laughs> I know. It was amazing. And then we have Garcelle who I actually, people were like obsessed. So Garcelle was like the first black housewife on Beverly Hills ever. People were like obsessed with her. 
yeah, like, but people were sort of like overly excited, like just because of that. And I'm thinking, well, hang on, we don't even know if she's going to be entertaining yet. And from all the little, I watched, you know, the spoilers of the show and stuff, and it sound, it seemed like she wasn't going to have drama. And I'm like, oh, I think she's actually going to be boring. But she was amazing. She has really great energy, and she's like huge personality, amazing style. Like she just brings this kind of yeah new vibe to the show i'm like loving it it's such good casting i like her too she's kind of yeah like you say got good energy she seems like a happy contribution which is nice yeah sometimes these storylines can get a little bit dark and it's nice to have somebody like that um a lot of vibrator work from her this this episode Uh, (laughs) so you know we just like everywhere we look she's talking about um a vibrator or packing a vibrator or you know something's going on with the vibrator so <laughs> look she's got a healthy sexual appetite which is great i had to look up who she was i recognized her face but i'm like how do i know this person okay she's this girl from um coming to america which came out the year i was born so no wonder i did like, like that's her biggest film apparently so no wonder I had no idea who she was, but um, I have seen it. A bit of Eddie Murphy work there. She was also in um, Lindsay Lohan Street to video classic <laughs> I Know Who Killed Me. She played a cop. So um, <laughs> oh, she's had some like. I haven't caught up on, on the Lindsay <laughs> Lohan back some... catalogue. <laughs> some iconic roles, but I know what you mean about how it's good to have a housewife that's fun that doesn't need to have the drama. Um, and I feel like, especially at this point, in where we are with housewives when and these bravo shows where we're really starting to see like wow a lot of this drama is getting really contrived and forced so when you can just have a cast that can be entertaining without having fights like that's really hard to do i mean that's one of the reasons that new york has been one of the most popular franchises because even if they're not fighting like it's hilarious and fun to watch them so garcelle kind of brings that yeah i agreed i'm really excited these two are both my favorite franchises um beverly hills was obviously a massive letdown last year for the last couple of years it's kind of been a bit bleh. but i think yeah having um lisa gone having a new kind of energy will just be really fresh and i'm Can excited we just talk for the season how bad kyle came off in the premiere which shocked me mm-hmm. she came off awful like it. she seemed yeah me too and it, it's funny because i've hated kyle used to be my most hated housewife ever Ooh, her and lvp Why? and oh my don't don't even get me on that <laughs> we'll be here for days but last season i really started to become a kyle fan and i'm like yes you know i finally love kyle like so here for this and then this premiere she was awful like she mm-hmm. was so she seemed so spoiled um she seemed like such a diva she had this fashion line and she had no idea what she was doing it was oh literally somebody else just did the whole line so and kyle just came in and took the credit and i can't believe she put that on camera like i know i would think like even if you're full of shit wouldn't you like have fake scenes where you're like going over the designs or whatever like dorit <laughs> yes, exactly. like that's what we, we were texting about it i'm like look when you need dorit to make you feel like to look better on camera you in trouble girl that i is know so like, bad dorit like swans in and is like fixing her fashion show and then 
Kyle was, um, oh my God, she looked so tacky. Her style was like, she's always had really bad style. Like Kyle's to me has always been one of the worst styled housewives ever, especially on Beverly Hills. And she came out and like at the end, this ensemble, was it, I don't know if it was like a tracksuit or something, but it was like really gaudy prints. And then she had these tacky like glasses, like blinged out sunglasses. And then these like blingy hoop earrings. Like it looked very, um, like it looks like a season two outfit or something like just the epitome of tacky. Um, Why was like everyone new wearing money. Um, 80s clothes? It's like, and, and like they look, they weren't like revamped cool 80s style. They were like full on like shoulder pads, that old like crazy yeah. material that, you know, you still see in op shops everywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yep. nasty. And it was all over Vanderpump rules this week as well. I'm just, I don't know. I mean, I'm all for revamping the 80s, but do it in like a, a modern way. It looked like people were kind of bringing, just getting back into their old wardrobes. Like, well. I know, yeah. And and Kyle had a fight with the um the, the woman producing her fashion show. Trisha or whatever and- her name was. Yeah, the one with pink hair, and yeah. I was on. I was automatically on this fucking. We tr- Patricia, Trisha, whatever her name Let's is. I was already automatically on her side because I'm like, she's probably really professional. Oh yeah. And he's trying to get this done, and then you've just got Kyle, who's some celebrity that slapped her name on a clothing line and is being a diva. And Kyle came in and was like, "My daughter's walking in the show." Like, <laughs> I was just like, "Who are you?" That like, is she just, so bad. My daughter just decided oh last minute that she was actually going to be in town, so. <clears throat> I know she it was so bad like it was totally like Alexis Couture old school OC vibes and yeah maybe Kyle's not in maybe Kyle's in for a rough season this time do you think that she's been protected by Lisa Vanderpump all these years then that's yeah I was thinking that I was like well LVP was so manipulative and they did look up like they had a really weird relationship because it was like Kyle and LVP, like they sort of protected each other. But whenever there was a weakness in the other one, they would kind of exploit it as well because they had this weird frenemy thing going. Mm. But yeah, I do think that maybe because LVP is such a big personality that Kyle was able to hide some of her uglier tendencies and just play this sort of peacemaker kind of role and now that LVP is gone and I guess Kyle's like the queen bee of the group now yeah. like um and we're seeing Kyle's like divaness come out because I so know excited. that Bra- like, I mean I know well Brandy and Kyle are friends now but back when they used to hate each other like Brandy always said like Kyle like wants to be you know Kyle and LVP they fight to be the queen of the show like they're both obsessed with it um, you know, they want to be the star, so LVP's gone, Kyle's got her wish, and now we're seeing this really diva, horrible side of Kyle. So, yeah, anyway. Oh, we haven't even talked about Denise. And I was just going to say, speaking of Brandy, oh, my God, do you have any <laughs> idea how long Denise is in the season for before she leaves? Because it seems, I mean, by that flash forward, it seems like she leaves quite early. Um, I think she's actually in it a fair bit because I so. so I know what she stopped filming in December and then but she might have she might have come back and filmed like solo stuff. Um right, okay. I don't know, but I know that basically they extended filming of Beverly Hills. So they started filming for a while and then 
I think they needed some more stuff to happen. So they brought in like um, Brandy, they brought in Camille and then this whole lesbian thing came out and started playing out and that went on for a while. So they should, they shot a lot longer than they normally would. So it's hard to tell, but I mean, this whole lesbian affair, it's so juicy. I can't wait to get to the bottom of it. Um, yeah, it look really looks like a great season. And it looks like Denise is genuinely like it's not like it's not like sometimes they have like these oh you know I'm bi or like you know I'm I'm experimenting and it's kind of just like they you know like a Tamra of it all where she's just got drunk and kissed yeah. a girl and I liked it. This looks like she's genuinely worried. She's like, I'm a married, I'm a very married woman. <laughs> I was like, oh yep. my God, this fool happened. And it wasn't like they're talking about a one-off incident. It's talking about a months long affair. I'm so excited. I know. And I think, I think where it comes down to is that I think the issue is that maybe Denise hadn't told Aaron. So I yeah. think that's where it – like that it happened. So it's almost like it cheating. So yeah. I don't know, but it's – I can't wait to see it play out. I think this is going to be a really exciting season. Yay. Well, what else? That's it, right? We'll get into a little bit of uh, Listen to Your Heart. Okay, yep. So, yeah, this is this this Bachelor spinoff. Look, I'm completely obsessed with The American Bachelor – like, I love it. I think it's as good as, like, Housewives or anything else. Um, I only just got into it a few years ago, and now I just am, like, so deep in this Bachelor world. Mm-hmm. So I've been anticipating this weird Bachelor spinoff that it's – it's they've combined basically a singing – the singing reality genre and the dating genre, which you said was a horrible concept. I think it's – I stand by that. <laughs> I think it's really smart because it's kind of how we haven't seen a new twist on on the singing show for so long. Like I think the last one was what the voice with the chairs spinning around. But these singing fucking shows, I mean, have they've been going? I remember the first one. I remember sitting in front of the TV when it was like pop stars. That was the first one that was in Australia. I think I was 13 or 14 and you weren't you were only allowed to audition when you were 16 and I remember just crying and crying <laughs> like like crying into my pillow it's not fair I'll never be a star <laughs> and then by the time like 2 years later when I was old enough to audition I was already like well this show is fucking bullshit like thank god i didn't get onto that <laughs> oh i know it just ruined your life like over 20 years ago so <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been it's been a minute um yeah i just i so- hate these singing shows i don't i don't mind the bachelor act i i enjoy it when i get into it i i haven't been watching it for a while but i do enjoy it but I, I just feel like stick to your lane, mate. Well, yeah, so this is really weird. So this cast, the, the cast of people, they're, they're 100% people you can tell that applied for The Bachelor, but they weren't quite hot enough. <laughs> like they were missing something. So they they look like these weird, like, because the people that go on the, the American Bachelor, they're kind of like perfect, like, 
you know, they're really beautiful in a really kind of generic way. And these are sort of like the malfunctions. <laughs> the mal- like they're like really they're just... beautiful, but they've got like a bulbous nose or they're gorgeous. Yeah, or like but their they've... head's too big. Their head's too big. Their body's too small. They've got long, like really long, like wacky hair. It's just a, it's a whole, Bad it's a teeth. whole mess. Bad teeth. Everyone seems like a foot too short. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just wild. Like they're attractive, it's... but they're definitely off brand. Yeah, you know what? I will like putting the bitchiness aside. They're more attractive in a realistic way of someone that you like might actually meet. Whereas like the people on the real Bachelor show, like they'll never talk. To, <laughs> they would never they would talk ne- to they, you they if you came up to them in a club. Okay. <laughs> well, they would never talk to you, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they come and it, the, the the start of the show was like jarring to me because I'm so used to the usual Bachelor and it was like this Bachelor Bizarro world. And so they put <laughs> the men and women all together in this mansion and then it kind of plays out similar to like Love Island or one of those shows where there's an uneven number of them. So there's more women than men. No, wait, there's more men than women. So the women have to choose and then if you don't get a rose, like the leftover people, they end up going home. Um so it's – and then I guess the twist is they go on dates but they have, like, musical dates because they're all aspiring musicians <laughs> and they sing songs that relate – they sing songs that relate to the storyline. So we had one – we had a love triangle and one girl – this <laughs> girl John Rudy Mayer. who – yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, there was t- actually, there were like two love triangles. So we had this first one with this really annoying girl, Jamie. She's 21. Oh she's way too immature for this show. Like, I fucking she, hate her so much. She's so, and you said her face looked like when you get a Barbie doll and you like push the face in. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie's face. It does. She looks like that cross Leanne Lockin with, before she started to calm down on the cheeks. It's oh, a yeah. lot going on. She's got these big on. red, these big red cheeks with like way too much blush. <laughs> but she's really pretty. But it's just, it's just funny. Um, and she's really immature because first she starts, she strikes up a romance with this guy that kind of looks like Sean Mendes, like a demented Sean Mendes, <laughs> like he's <laughs> Sean Mendes with like a gigantic head and like no tan. This guy Ryan, of, and then a lot of lip going on as well. A lot of lip. Yeah. And then he's quite feminine looking. He looks like KD Lang, I said. <laughs> um, and he's like KD Lang mixed with Sean Mendes. Hot. And, very hot. Um, <laughs> and then, but like he is attractive. Like sometimes you see him, you're like, oh, he's hot. And then other times you see him and you're like, oh, like angles, it just depends. In a certain yeah. light, he, like when we first saw him, I'm like, oh my God, he's cute. And then the camera got closer yeah. and, you know, it was upsetting. But he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. He's actually talented. He is one of the talented. He's really ones. talented, yeah. yeah. And she is like torn between him and this other guy that was an American Idol reject who, from <laughs> what I could tell, couldn't sing. So he's just kind of, he's kind of handsome. So Trevor. he I guess he gets cast on singing shows, but he really doesn't have a very good voice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they have this weird like her and Ryan go on this date and they perform a John Mayer song with John Mayer's producer. It's like a duet. Um, and they make out and then she goes and hooks up with the idol reject. So they have this whole (laughs) juicy love triangle thing. And then there's another love triangle with this hot guy, Matt, who he's like tattooed and has a beard. (laughs) Matt's the bearded one. You know, the bearded one. Yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt. 
the one yeah. you liked with, yeah. the, with so, the chipmunk teeth. Yeah. yeah, the chipmunk teeth, and he's really short but, like, really built. He's hot. He's, like, he's hot he's, in a way. In, he's in a way. Like, but he's look, a fuckboy, massive fuckboy. He's the hottest one there. Um, it's, yeah, but it's slim pickings. <laughs> it is. And so, yeah, he is getting it with this. He's First he's getting on with this um, crazy girl, Rudy, who turns out to be amazing TV and they have a hot spa date and she doesn't make out with him. And then after she doesn't make out with him, he goes and but she wants to. That's like important. She wants to, but she's trying to be classy. Yeah, I don't even know if she's trying to be classy. She's like, you're the only person I know here. Like, she's obviously hasn't really been talking to that many people. They they got like a good friendship. She's like, oh, I don't know, you know, like she's feeling a bit apprehensive because it's you know two hours in, and he's like, yeah, eh. it was night one. Yeah, like yeah, calm they're, they're like calm down. <laughs> That's true. He was probably a bit aggressive, and. And then he goes off with this other girl, Mel, who's this, like, pink-haired, like, alternative, like, Asian girl. She looks really cool. She looks like she's in Newtown or something. Um, So he has a thing with her, and then Rudy finds out, and she goes, nuclear. (laughs) Um, She just – it's amazing. She just pulls him aside, and she just, like, rips him a new – like, he's, like, shaking. Yeah. (laughs) So – Funny. He saw his life flash before his eyes and she's accusing him. This is my favourite part. She's like, oh, my God, he said he wanted to take me on the date. He would love to take me on the date. And I was texting you because we watched it together. I'm like, did he really say that? And you're like, yeah, yeah, he said that. Two minutes after we finished the episode, you send me the clip of her being saying to him, I really want you to take me on this date. <laughs> I know. So she, she, she was like it. talking about dates vaguely and she goes, I would love to go on a date with you. Like <laughs> he never actually asked her. He never said that. Um, so good. I know. And then they have at the rose ceremony at the end, this kind of annoyed me. They, I don't know. They were, they were, they wanted to pick like they, they kept, they kept all the people basically involved in these two different love triangles that would have got the boot. So Jamie is torn between um, Sean Mendes, Ryan guy, and then American Idol reject. She ends up choosing the Idol reject. And then Rudy chooses, I think Rudy chooses yeah, Rudy. Ryan, yeah. which makes no sense I'm because I'm just looking at Ryan um Ryan's bio and his bio highlight says Ryan loves to break it down on the dance floor and there's this picture what? of him we just didn't dance- see that. we didn't see that at all <laughs> his photo <laughs> well, is the only then. well his is the only action shot everyone else is just like staring wistfully at the camera and his is blurry because <laughs> he's dancing <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so Rudy chooses him, which was 100% the producers said, no, we need to keep Ryan in. And then with the other – and then fuck it. We lost the your other one? favorite. Someone cho- we lost someone cho- uh, Maddie, yeah, someone Maddie chooses Todd. Matt. Matt. Yeah, well, Mark. no, I'll get What's to Michael. Michael. Someone else chooses – Someone else chooses Matt because Matt was supposed to get the boot too because Mel didn't want him and Rudy didn't want him. So then one of the other randoms who didn't, I guess. The girl with the lazy eye. Is that her name? Um, where is she? Oh, um, she she chose Brandon, the thirty-four-year-old. Oh my god, I'm so um, fucking confused. Veteran or whatever. There's a lot of freaking people, but anyway, there's this guy on there who was. She's oh yeah, oh Cheyenne, the, Cheyenne. the pretty black girl. She's, she uh, yeah, she chooses 
Um, she chose Matt, which made no sense um, other than the producers said, look, we've got a storyline that needs to play out with these people, yeah. um, so you better fucking choose him or you're not going to be on the show another week. <laughs> so she did that. And, look, normally I'll be glad because we want the drama to stay, but because the producers interfered like this, we lost – the most one of the most incredible um, people to grace the Bachelor franchise in years, Michael <laughs> Todd. Who, oh my god! How do we even describe Michael Todd? I don't even know where to start. Michael, Michael Todd. Look, his. I will describe him by the photo I'm looking at right now, which is his like main photo to display him for the season. It is him staring down the barrel of the camera. With the rose between his teeth, like some kind of a Latin god, which he is not as a very white, blonde, blue-eyed guy. He is like such a sleaze, but in the most innocent, dorky way ever. I feel like he was a fat kid and he's just gotten he got hot, hot and he is very confused by his new physique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. He was really like he was hilarious. If you've watched The Bachelor before, sometimes they do throw in these like if anyone's watched before and they know the male model Jordan Kimball, he was like TV gold. Michael Todd has a uh, a vibe like that. He's just totally wacky and off the wall and him and Rudy would have been the most amazing couple together. But anyway, I'm confident that we'll see Michael Todd again. Um, he will absolutely end up on like Paradise or Bachelor or something. That's the thing with Bachelor franchise. Once you're in on one show, you will just get recycled through to all the other ones until <laughs> you're just like until a shell die. of your former <laughs> self. So, yeah, so – can we just get Corona over? You know, the only thing that's upset me about Corona is that it postponed filming for Bachelor look, multiple that's seasons. That's tragedy. That is that is it's, tragedy. I mean, look, it's lives, literally the only hundreds of thousands only, of lives lost, but you know, they're not filming Bachelor, so that's 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 definitely. Upsetting. When I heard that that the bat the new season of the Bachelorette production was halted and therefore the Bachelor in Paradise filming was halted. I was devastated. Everything else about quarantine I love, like I'm in heaven. So, yeah, we're very, yeah. like, insular beings, you and I. So, you know, this <laughs> no. is, like, my life has very, like, very limited change right now. But, um, yeah, that is upsetting. And also with, with Bravo, they've halted a lot of things, so that's going to be a transition for us all. Especially in this time. Well, you know of they're need. doing the Atlanta. They're doing the Atlanta reunion via, via Zoom I'm so chat. angry. I'm so angry. Like especially it's Atlanta. Be so bad. Like Atlanta of all, of all of them. Like get we want get physicality. We need Kenya with her little fan. We need shit going on. I'm really upset. I I can't even. And- Things have gotten so intense between Kenya and Nini that you really do want them in the same room to have that out, like because yeah. that would have just been complete fireworks. Like these are like two of the strongest personalities on the show. So now they're going to be screaming at each other via Zoom. I hope they – I don't know. I hope they have it set up somehow so it almost feels real. Yeah. It's just going to be – It's going to be shit because the whole – like the tension comes from forcing these women who haven't been in yeah. a room together in six months since filming stopped into a room together to talk their yeah. feelings out. Like if they're on a computer, I mean if if I can see Nini just like muting Kenya, you know, or just walking away and getting a cup of tea, you know, like shutting her fucking laptop because yeah, she just oh disengages. God, 
But um, she does, which is really annoying trait of hers. It's so annoying. Oh, I, I cannot stand Nini anymore. I'm so by the way, with Nini. she's she's just awful. She's so negative. She's just a fucking toxic cloud. Yeah, she is. I agree. And she... I well, and I hope it means that. I mean, I hope they don't do the same with Beverly Hills. So I hope that the restrictions. Uh, lifted somehow because imagine ruining Beverly Hills after all the hype we've had with this Denise and Brandy stuff if they've got to do a freaking Zoom reunion. It's not worth thinking about. I know. <laughs> it's too upsetting. <laughs> I don't understand. Look, I'm taking the rules very – like I'm ta- I take the rules very – I'm pretty much following all the rules of this whole thing and I hate people that don't, but I'm like – I'm surprised that they can't just space the people. Like it's like kind of like a warehouse. Can't we just have the, everyone tested the day before and then have everyone kind of just maybe not so close to each other and maybe they're on separate chairs, you know, but they're still in the same space. Give us. I would think that would work. And like, yeah, just sit them uh, at the, like, have you been to the doctor? Like they have, they have lines drawn out on the floor about how far the desk is from you. It's very strange. You feel like you're screaming at somebody from like, the other side of mountain. <laughs> but why, if we can do it at the doctors, why can't we do it with the housewives? Well, we do it at the supermarket. At the supermarket, they've got the tape marks on the floor too of how far you've got to stand apart from each other. Um, yeah, it's it's quite it's frustrating. I'm, I, why does Corona have to affect our reality TV? I don't. You can know. take everything. Just don't hurt our shows. I know. Or at least give us more 90 days or something because don't they film those shows like two years in advance? Yeah, I mean, they must have some – they must have uh, content that give has been filmed. Give us the back catalogue. That... Give us the, like, the, yeah. the edit – the parts that have been edited out. We'll take the scraps off the cutting room they're, floor. They're, they're going to start doing that soon, I think. I reckon to have more content, these shows, they're going to start editing together, like, unreleased footage or there might be, like – shows that that filmed like you know six episodes and then got scrapped those will probably be aired so it actually it might turn out kind of good there might be some like hidden gems that will come out of this i hope so because look i mean i am a bottom feeder of a good day so just give me the fucking trash to get my eyeballs wrapped around (laughs) i know but you, you know it is a good it is a good excuse to catch up on shows that you, because you know, there's so many shows. How many times have you been like, oh, you know, I want to watch whatever Summer House or Southern Charm or Love After Lockup or whatever, but I'm just watching too many shows and I just can't keep up with them. At least now it's like, look, there's a bit on pause. So if there is that that show that you've been wanting to binge for ages and you just haven't had the time, like now's the time to get caught up. So should I that's watch Summer lining. House? That's how I feel. I'm like, should I get into Summer House? I've never watched it. I don't know. I think you'll like it. If you like Vanderpump Rules um, and that genre of show, like I watched half of season one and season one wasn't even that good and I still kind of liked it. So, yeah, I felt like one reason I liked it, I was just kind of envied them because the concept of the show is like we're cool New Yorkers and, you know, we work hard during the week and then we go to the Hamptons and, like, party in this beautiful house on the weekend. And I'm like, oh. What a fun life. So, <laughs> I know. So, yeah, oh that's Summer House. Well, I think that's all of our recaps for today. Um, we're going to continue to watch Listen to Your Heart because it's only six episodes. So, you know, while we're looking for some other shows to watch, we'll keep, um, keep catching up on that. 
and you know just like drop in other stuff as we see fit we both watch the housewives so you know we can always just do a little bit of a a drop in here and there on that and yeah i think i urge people to give listen to your heart a chance because you were that you i had to abuse you for about a month then you finally watched it and you have to admit (laughs) you didn't hate it so Guys, That's my testimony. Are... I did not hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you're on the fence about the Bachelor franchise or listen to your heart, please just give it a go. And please watch till the end of the episode because, look, the start is a little rough. But oh, my God. <laughs> the first half hour of the hour and a half episode. <laughs> uh, no, it just had to find its feet. It's just a little weird at the start. But then once all the people start cheating on each other, it gets good. No, I think it will be a fun season as, you know, people start to – relationships start to get intertwined and people get jealous and – That'll be fun. And Jewel is on it, remember. <laughs> Jewel is a judge. I love Jewel more than anything. She is the biggest inspiration of my writing, uh, my songwriting, of probably any artist ever. But I do respect her less for her having been on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know she did a reality show years ago that it was like American Idol but for songwriters. I did not know that. Okay, wait, she Very did that. Upset. I'm sure it was her. Yeah, and she was a real bitch. It was amazing. Shut she your was like the poor Simon mouth. Cow. How dare no, but in a good, No, but in a good way. Like, Simon Cow's like a legend. I love him. She was like the Simon Cow. She was tough. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> My whole world is just <laughs> collapsing around me, and all I have to land on is fucking listen to your heart. What is what? Ha- what have I become? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So, yeah, get on board with um, Listen to Your Heart. I still haven't got the name down. Um, and, it, look, we'll, we'll go through it. It'll be fun, I suppose. <laughs> I'm as excited about it as you were about Married at First Sight all season. So, look, okay. it's it, no, it'll be, it'll be great. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for today. Um, yeah, you're welcome. So, uh, yeah, as per usual, I'm on all the socials, Reality TV and me, or She's Pernicious will find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of the things. And, yeah, my website uh, at kirstenmore.com.au can find all of those links as well as everything will be in the show notes. Um, do you want to promote anything, your Twitter perhaps? Uh, find me on Twitter, ArcadeBlog, A-R-C-A-D-E-Y-B-L-O-G. That's where I am all day. So, yeah, tweet me. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week. Lots of love and stay safe. Bye.